Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I was just really emotionally attached to it. It was my potato. Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. Guess who's recording on a Sunday again? I will say we would have recorded earlier, yeah. but there was a sudden downpour. So this is actually our <laughs> second time doing this bit of the episode because we started and we have a, like a, is it a V-Lux window, is that what it's called? Oh my gosh, a, that's so fancy. V-Lux. I'll call it a skylight. Is it that's a skylight? Similar, yeah, you know what I mean. It's you know, a window in the ceiling. A window in the ceiling of our loft room when we record the podcast. And I'd say about 10 seconds into the recording, <laughs> the heavens opened and... It was so noisy, we had to give up. So that's that's part of the reason. It's not our fault. and It's the weather's fault entirely that we're recording on a Sunday, isn't it, Tris? It's, yeah. it's nothing to do no, with us nothing. being disorganised. This hour delay is the problem. It's nothing yeah. to do with the week delay we've had in recording this in the first place. <laughs> I literally promised us, I promised me and I promised you, that we would record it earlier this week. But alas, old habits die hard. Never mind, better late than never. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. It's the best way to support us and leaving a review is always so helpful and appreciated. We actually shared some to our Instagram page the other day, um, Test Tube Baby Pod. And it was so nice looking back through them. You guys are so lovely. You make my heart happy. So my name is Miranda Burns and over there celebrating Father's Day, can we say? Father's Day to oh, bump, yeah. yeah, is Tristan Hall. At the time of recording this, um, we are 15 weeks and six days pregnant. So tomorrow we turn 16 weeks, which feels like a little bit of a milestone. It feels like more of a milestone than 15 weeks. Yeah. Even though 15 is a multiple of five. So I think it's something to do with being divided by four. Yeah, I guess, because everything's in fours, isn't it? 40 yeah. weeks, so... How many months will we be? Oh, it'll be four months! Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's why it feels like a milestone. Yeah. Bloody hell. So, wherever you are, we hope you're having the best day, and thank you so much for listening. I also just want to point something out on a personal level, which has been irritating me so much, so there's nothing I can do about it. I think... <laughs> you tell me I'm wrong. But I think one of my symptoms of pregnancy has been excess saliva. And this has only come about in the second trimester. But, like, I am really struggling with it. I'm getting a bit of that through. Because I'm, I'm wearing headphones. You're not today. Can you um, hear me? And, yeah, there's some saliva going on. Oh, there. my God. I'm so sorry. It happens in radio as well. Like, we'll be recording something. We do these competitions. And I have to, like, take a step back from the mic and, like, swallow. How disgusting is that? Can we do that now? Happy? Yeah, it's going to Let's proceed. It's going to come back in five seconds time. If you're new to our podcast family in Test Tube Baby, we chat through all things IVF and hopefully beyond because cross your fingers that one day there's going to be a baby joining us either in November or December 2021. It's going to happen. In Tree Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. Now... 
This episode is a little bit different, but I'm really looking forward to doing it because it's a get to know us episode. Like you don't know us really well already. I mean, I don't even know how many episodes in we are now, but we've been doing this for bloody months. So you probably know us better than we know ourselves. Um, But we thought that we'd just do something, I don't know, kind of fun. Think of it as like, being at secondary school or high school and doing like drama games and going around a circle and giving fun facts. Also, if you've joined us on this journey, you may not have listened to the first episode because that yeah. was just you know, a formality of like, hi, I'm Tristan, that's Miranda over there. Yeah. So it's actually probably a chance for us to, to say hello and introduce ourselves yeah. to, to a lot more of you than we actually think. I love that. You may be a episode skipper. I'm one of those, I'll admit it. Really? I skip ahead episodes all the time. Yeah, I'm listening to um, Happy Mum, Happy Baby. I shouldn't be promoting other podcasts, but oh, well, we're doing it now. Uh, Giovanna Fletcher, I just really like her and her podcast is great. Um, And there's no way that I'm listening to that in chronological order. I just pick and choose who I fancy listening to. I will say that if you're going to skip some episodes of ours, there's probably some in the middle of IVF when we were not on format. (laughs) So, I mean, have a listen through. Yeah, have a listen through. But I mean, if you can listen to all of them, great. If not, there's definitely some you can miss out. So I guess let's get straight into it. I really do feel like a drama teacher. I have uh, composed a list of different things that we're going to talk about today, Tristan. I'm going to say I've not seen this list yet. No, you so haven't. I have no idea what to expect. Well, we're starting with a game. Oh, God. I know, it's so cheesy already. I'm cringing at myself. Of Mr. and Mrs. Oh, no. Funnily enough, Giovanna and Tom Fletcher actually did play that on the telly one. Are you sure you're not getting commission from Giovanna Fletcher for converted listeners? They're going <laughs> to they're gonna feature later in the podcast as well. They actually? They actually are. Oh, Wait, it, but I didn't plan this. I don't quite know why it's happening. I'm like their biggest fan today. <laughs> anyway, Mr. and Mrs. So we have to choose uh, who is most applicable for each of these questions. Are you ready, Tristan Hall? Let's do it. Yeah. Number one. Who is messiest, Mr. or Mrs.? Oh my God, Mrs. <laughs> Can you tell the story of, of the, the, the bedroom story of you growing up and how oh. awful your room was and what Sarah Moramuti said? Oh yeah, okay. So um, I am a very messy person. I will say that you're the messiest person I've ever met in my life. Well, this is what I was going to say, actually. You've taken the words right out of my mouth because when I say that, people often come back to me and they're like, oh my God, yeah, I'm really messy too. Or like, oh yeah, my sister's really messy. And I'm just like, but you like yeah that good for them but you're just not as messy as me and here comes my example so when I was a child my bedroom was an absolute shit tip it was a pigsty um my parents are the most wonderfully supportive just fantastic parents I couldn't ask for better a better mum and dad um and they let us make our own decisions and I feel like that was brilliant because it created independence but it also meant like if we were going to have a messy room, that was on us. Like my mom wasn't going to come in and like change the sheets. Like if I was going to tidy my room, I had to tidy my room. So she didn't tidy my room. (laughs) So I just had a really messy room. And neither did I because yeah, I'm just like a clinically messy person. Not necessarily dirty. What did someone find in your room? Okay. Right. So here are the examples. Um, One time, and you're all going to judge me so heavily. One time I had a bottle of Coke that fell down the side of my bed with the lid still on, but it had been open. So it was like a half full bottle of Coke. Um, and it was down down the side of the bed next to the radiator. And uh, it stayed there for about five years. And then <laughs> you didn't expect me to say that. I thought it was like five months. No, it was there for five years. It was there for ages. 
and one day I pulled it out and I was like, I'm just going to sniff this. And I opened it. And when I opened it and sniffed it, the fumes burnt the back of like my throat. I know. Well, I was just curious. I just wanted to know what happened. That was a stupid thing to do. But potato? yeah. Oh, forgot about the potato. Okay. This is so, the worst one. Oh no, the worst one's the glass lamp. What's the glass lamp? Okay, so the potato was a potato that was, I can't remember why I had it. I think it was given to me. Yeah, it was given to me in drama. Back in like year 10. I can't remember. Someone gave me a potato. I don't know. And I had it on the bookcase in my room for, again, years. Anyway, it started sprouting. It started growing new baby potatoes out of it. Um, and it was so shriveled by the time that I finally threw it away. It wasn't recognisable as a potato anymore. I was just really emotionally attached to it. It was my potato. Jesus Christ. And then the lamp? Oh, this one is bad. So, like the others weren't. <laughs> so I had a lamp from Ikea and it was one of these... Um, Kind of like a small dome one that when the light is shining out at nighttime, it sort of looks like the moon. Anyway, um, it was on the windowsill where my bed was next to and it fell off the windowsill, hit said radiator, which we've already mentioned, smashed and landed in my bed. And rather than clear it up like I should have done, I just kind of pushed over to one side and then just carried on sleeping in my bed for the next couple of weeks. That's awful. I know. I, I wouldn't know. sleep in a bed with clothes on it. I'd clear that. Well, do you know you I, didn't clear broken glass. You know what I remembered that I'd completely forgotten about. I am better than I used to be. Marginally. But when I was doing my... No, I am better. When I was doing my like GCSEs and A-levels, I used to sleep with my revision notes. So what would happen is I would have piles of books, like piles of books, because I took my exams really seriously and it paid off because I did well. But I would have exercise books. Um, if I was doing history, like the textbooks, essays that I've done, previous essays that I'm learning from, all this kind of stuff, and my laptop. And I would revise on my bed. I didn't like revising on my desk. And I would just have piles of it surrounding me. And when I would finally get into bed to sleep, rather than put them away, I just kind of find a gap to sort of nestle in between books and that is where I would sleep and I wouldn't really be able to move during the night. Was sleeping with your work in an attempt that it would perhaps impreg impregnate you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although if our fertility is anything to go by, I don't think you'd absorb much knowledge <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Not very successful. Well, I did okay. So well, anyway, go. you all hate me now and you're going to start listening to the podcast. Awful. I mean, like... so, so that was that was a bit of a tangent, but what does Sarah Morimoto do? Let's finish this off. Your friend, oh, what did she say when she described your bedroom? She said, the end of the world is going to start in your bedroom. Which I think is... The best description of Miranda's <laughs> lack of tidiness that I've ever heard. Can you just confirm really quickly for the record that I'm not that bad anymore? You're not that bad, but you do still refer to Miranda's mess making as the Pincy Trail of Destruction. <laughs> Pincy being her nickname. Um, and it's just a trail that I could be upstairs in the house and she could arrive and then just walk through the house. And I will be able to tell you exactly where she's been by where <laughs> things are left. There's perhaps a coat on the sofa. There's a bag. There's a shoe at one end of the hallway. There's another shoe at the other end of the hallway. It's like a breadcrumb trail. You can I find know. me. If I get home before you, you're like, oh, well, I know she's upstairs. I'll just follow the Pincy Trail of Distraction. <laughs> Who is the boss, Mr. or Mrs.? Oh, my God, Mrs. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you said that. I call you the boss. When people say, <laughs> what are you up to this weekend? I'm like, I'll just check with the boss. Don't yeah. worry. Don't think we really need to say no, much more on that. more on that one. Who is the party animal, Mr. or Mrs.? 
Mephisto. Oh, really? Do you think? Well, we're both pretty boring. <laughs> like, that's True. what I was going to say. But of the two of us, I think probably me. I mean, you were, you did rugby at university. Go to that saying. Lads, lads, lads. Boys, boys, boys. All of that. You used to play a game called Wine Hands or something? Amy Wine Hands, yeah. yeah. So we used to do it with our freshers on the bus. Oh, well, I'm not saying what uni I went to, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but we used to have... Um, yeah, our, our freshers, we would tape a wine bottle in each of their hands and they had to finish it by the end of the trip and it was called Amy Wine Hands, uh, which was just the most fun ever. My head is in my hands right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. But it's such a fun game. Okay, well, we don't condone excessive alcohol drinking. Yes, we, well, we do in rugby culture. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you're the party animal. I'd say that I am an extrovert, that I enjoy meeting new people, I enjoy conversation. But I'm a very anti-social extrovert. You're so anti-social. I'd much rather be at home with you and the bunnies watching the telly. Very true. Who is the best looking? Miranda Burns. No, you, Tris, you're so handsome. Well, if you're going to say it, (laughs) come on, lap it up, lap it up. You're so good looking. Like, I'm all right, but like... (laughs) I'm all right. You're just... You have a face that looks like it's been carved from rock, in my humble opinion. All right, opinion. we didn't go that far. <laughs> People listening it. to this know me, and they'll be like, what is she on about? <laughs> She's, like She's so much better looking than he is. What's she on about? <laughs> this is what marriage does to you guys. Well, engagement. <laughs> We're not even married exactly. yet. Oh, Christ. Just wait, and you'll discover that I'm just a chubby little fat man. He's who- a chubby, chubby little, little fat man. man. Pathetic little loser. Sold his soul. Name the TV series. We're not telling you. You're going to have to work it out. Who does the washing up? Now, think hard about this one. Okay, okay, right. I do more of loading the dishwasher. Yes, that's fair. You do more of hand washing up. Yes. I do more of washing. Like, in fact, no, I do all the washing. Laundry. In the time that we've lived in this house, which is, what, a year and three, four months? Yeah. I reckon you've probably done two loads of washing. That's not true. I've done more than that. Okay. Five loads of washing. You used to work in London. You were never here. I did everything. I was a housewife. For a month. But, oh yeah, lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot about that. Literally a month. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was about four or five (laughs) The most recent one being last week, and Miranda put a load of washing on, oh, and no. you left it in there. For how long was it? Like three Tw- days? No, and I was like, was, Miranda, was what's happened tw- to the washing? You're like, oh no, I left it, it on. It was 24 hours. We had to rewash it because it went oh, stale. Oh. I do do the Toby's washing up, though. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi, I'm Chris. Hello, Winter. How are you? Oh, sorry. Here she is. Hey, Piggles. Hi, Amanda. How are you, beautiful? Okay. What did you do today? <gasps> Hi, guys. Oh, Roo. Hello. Hello. Are you Roovers? Sorry, short niece and nephew interlude there. We're back. I think the point that I just wanted to very quickly make, though, is that I am very good at washing up the dishes by hand. Oh, you're wonderful at that. And you'll actually complain if I do it. Yeah, I don't trust many people to wash dishes. This is Okay, so this is an exception to the rule that Miranda is messy. Mm. When it comes to washing up, Miranda is the most anal person I've ever known <laughs> about sponges. Yeah, oh my God, and tea towels. The, okay, d- just to kind of clarify, I'm messy, but I'm not dirty. Miranda like- and her anal sponges. That's what I'm going <laughs> to refer to this episode as. The anal sponge episode. Please don't. No, because you've taken it out of context. I don't like having a sponge 
that has been used many times and washed surfaces to then clean my glasses. So I just like to have a nice new sponge and I rotate them and I just make sure that we have clean cloths. And my pet peeve, go on, how well do you know me? What's my pet peeve, Tristan? When tea towels hit the floor. Yes, and then Tristan just leaves them on the floor or worse, God forbid, picks them up off the floor and then dries something with them. I'm six foot. I'm like a full, what, four or five inches taller than you. I don't realise when they hit the floor. Oh, You're do. down so low. They're practically, you know, Sometimes I'm, under no, your chin. No, that's just not true. I'll walk into the kitchen and he's rolling his eyes out. I'll walk into the kitchen. I'll be like, why are there two tea towels on the floor? He's like, oh, I just dropped them. Sorry. Okay. But normally they've only just hit the floor. And five seconds more, I pick them up in time, so it's fine. Oh, it's so gross. It's like crumbs on the floor. That's because you don't hoover. Oh, God, right. This could go on. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn to a domestic. I am clean. I'm just messy. Here's a good one. Who does the driving? Oh, my God. Moi. Yeah. Mister. Because mister. Mrs. is terrified of driving. I have a phobia of driving, don't I? This is this is the one thing about you that I had no idea of before I met you. And I it's did... such a massive thing that is part of your personality and you as a person. So, so true. Actually, like was a defining feature of a good like five years of my life when I was trying to learn to drive. It's a defining feature of the first half of our relationship. Yeah, oh my because God. Because I drove you everywhere. I forgot about this. So yeah, just a quick little bit of context for you. Um, I started learning how to drive. I didn't have a fear of driving when I started. I was, I wasn't one of those people that was desperate to learn. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to turn 17 and get my license. I was happy to learn whenever. Um, but I didn't have a great experience with my driving instructor who... Um, just uh, learn from my mistakes let me be the guinea pig if you start lessons with an instructor and within a month you don't feel comfortable find a new instructor don't carry on for three years like I did it just is not going to do much for your mental health and I had quite a few of these bad experiences and it just semi-traumatized me and I'm not exaggerating I always say I'm I'm like an abused dog who has yeah, like you actually who, are. Who, who's been rehomed you know a dog is for life not just for Christmas but still has these little tendencies where they get really nervous and they shake. And so when I finally like moved cities and Tristan came into the picture, I had my license. I passed. It took me four times, but I passed. And we needed to get a car. And we bought a car, but I then couldn't drive it. So Tris literally would drive me to and from work in my car yeah. every day. Well, I would do it in London as well, wouldn't I? So yes. I would drive Miranda to the Midlands to see her family. I would drive yeah. you down to London to work. I'd drive you up to London to work. I'd drive you back down to Southampton. You oh. were double shifting and I was like your driver for those times that you were, you were working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was rough. And then, yeah, I would drive you to work. So I would drive the half an hour to drop you at work, then mm -hmm. drive back. And then four hours later, do the same again to oh, come pick you up. You and that was such a massive part of our relationship. Well, we used to say that we thought we'd probably spent, I don't know, 50% of our relationship in cars. Yeah, I comfortably. Yeah, because what would happen is we'd spend some time briefly in the Midlands together. And then we'd drive down to do my radio show. And that's like a two hour drive. But then we'd have to drive back to Southampton afterwards add in another two hours then we would you know we were just always in the car together it was crazy when you think about it but we had some really nice deep chats when we first got together it's where we like yeah we had all those like DMCs and yeah got well we, we fell in love pretty much at first sight but you know it's what it is you know you know you know I can drive now but yeah exactly so then we spent loads of time just teaching you and I remember the first times that you were driving to work on your own oh. I was back up in the Midlands and it was like fucking mission control it was okay. wasn't it <laughs> so on my phone i had my phone 
uh, tracking Miranda on Fine Friends yep. with her on the phone to me at the time. I then had my laptop open, oh. looking at Google like Google Maps and looking at Street View and following which lane she's supposed to be in. <laughs> and you did it. And it was like the first three or four times you did that. And then eventually you were so comfortable doing it, you could do it on your own. Yeah. And then we did the Southampton move. So actually, fun fact, uh, when I first started working in my in my big big boy job in London, uh, when we moved to Winchester, Miranda was so scared of doing the drive, I took like four days off work to do the drive with you, didn't I? Yeah. And I'd do it on the way there with you. I'd be in the passenger seat and I'd talk you through it. And then yeah. on the way back, I'd do it as well. And after that, you smashed it. And now you just do drives without really thinking. Obviously, they're only drives to Tesco and stuff. So anything, <laughs> anything outside of Winchester, you're shitting yourself. Yeah. But but I am, I'm, I'm trying to build up my repertoire a little bit. I can, I used to be able to do one drive, but now I'm more willing to try new drives. You can do lots of different drives. Yeah. And it's down to you, Tris. Like Thanks, your, guys. your patience. Oh my God. When I say he was a saint, he was an absolute saint. I, I have panic attacks. I mean like tears. Cars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Look at you now. I know, but it it makes me realize and and be way more empathetic with people that say they have phobias of things. Like when you say, like Tris has a phobia of needles and I completely like respect that and if you're scared of needles you're scared of needles and i'm not going to be dismissive of it but like, oh, it's only a needle i injected myself like it, i was terrified of driving it didn't matter how many times people said to me but you're a good driver like you're okay you're fine you're safe don't matter if you're scared you're scared phobias are irrational 
ideas. That's the whole point of them. There you go. That's definitely something that people didn't know. Who is the first to say sorry? Always me. Yeah. Mainly because Miranda's really... She's got the gift of the gap. So Miranda <laughs> could, like, punch me in the face. No! And then I would say sorry. Oh, my God. Shall we tell bad. everyone what happened the other... You, Go on, you, then. Okay. So we have a very playful relationship. A lot of play fights. And we were on the sofa the other night. And, Tris, what were you doing? You were being annoying in some capacity. I was just existing. Yeah, well, I can't... You were, like, tickling my feet or just something annoying. And I reached around the back of you and pinched your bum. <laughs> Except you didn't know that I was going to be doing this. And when I did that, your instinctive, like primitive reaction was just to lash out to the thing that had just attacked you from behind in your vulnerable state. Except it was my face. It was. And I, I actually punched you in the face. Oh, you punched me in the eye. And you cried. Eye. Oh, it hurt so much. I laughed. Like I was crying with pain. I was like, ah, ah, but I was laughing because I was like, this is really funny. But how bad did I feel? Like oh. I ran to the freezer and found some frozen fruit and just put it on your face. Yeah, I had a bag of frozen mango on my yeah. eye for about an hour afterwards. We were so worried that it was going to bruise. And we had our um, 16-week mid- mid- midwife appointment the next day. And I was like, oh no, it's going to look awful. But, but like, you didn't mean it was a complete accident and it 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 hurt it's it kind of went a bit swollen but it didn't bruise so we were okay it's a win for me (laughs) god and final one who said i love you first this is a cute story oh it was me i was about to say it was you no it was you yeah it was me penny do you wanna do you wanna read the story you're good at the story okay so i obviously have um endometriosis and just various health problems and i hid this from tristan for about two months he could tell there was something up but i kept it really bloody vague i don't even know if you knew i'd had surgery i think i knew you had surgery for it but yeah i I, all i knew was it was some sort of women's health issue or issues um and that you'd had surgery a couple of years before and that is it yeah i I didn't tell him and i think back and i'm like why did i not tell him and it was it was partly to sort of protect the relationship because my health is such a massive part of like me and the last thing I wanted was to ruin this really special, magical relationship that we were forming together. Not that I would have, but you know, you, you just you just get scared. Um, and then I also kind of felt like once I told Tris, that was it. Like everyone knew then there was no going back and it just was going to be a part of our day-to-day life, which it already was. I was just struggling with it alone. Anyway, uh, this climaxed one day in us sitting on the sofa and me finally opening up my heart and telling Tristan everything. And I was just crying about how awful it had been and how upset I was and how alone I'd felt. Uh, And Tris started crying too and went, I fucking love you, Miranda Burns. And then I started crying. I was like, I love you too. And it was the first time that he'd said it. And it was like, you were reassuring me, weren't you? You were like, you've told me this, nothing changes. I'm standing by you. I'm holding your hand. We're getting through it. And it was so special. Oh, you're cute, aren't you? So cute. Okay. But it was true. Like I didn't look at it in any capacity as being a limiting factor to our relationship. Mm. And even when I know four months later we found out that we had infertility issues, even that, which to many people would be an obstacle in a relationship, I was just like, Yeah, okay, whatever. We move on. Like it doesn't matter what is in front of me. Because I know that no matter what it is, I've always still got you. Yes. And the you that you are here and now and the you that you will always be, which is Miranda Burns. So it didn't matter to me that there's these other things at play. The most important thing is you. Yeah. We say it about, we've said it quite recently about something. 
I can't remember. It must have been IVF related or, I mean, perhaps it was when we lost Ambly. I can't remember, but we had quite a deep conversation where we said like, we, like we can get through this because like, it doesn't matter how awful and how heartbreaking and soul destroying whatever was happening gets. Like once it passes, you'll still be there. I'll still be there and we'll be together. Like we have each other, no matter what, and I, that that is the that is the greatest achievement in my life. Like finding you and having such a strong relationship with you. Oh, who'd have thought this would get so romantic? Let's get back to the funny shit. Come on. The next game, ladies and gents, is a little bit interactive. You can play this one at home, oh, wherever you're listening. Get your buzzers out. Hey. It's two truths and one oh, lie. Yay, yes. Tristan prepared these earlier, Blue Peter style. So two truths, one lie. Yeah, yeah? so we've Let's each come sure to the table. Know. It's been incredibly difficult because we know each other very well. But we're going to give you a moment to think about it as well and think which one you think is the lie. Trist, do you want to go first? I'm so intrigued okay. to hear yours. Okay. Two truths, one lie. Truth or lie number one. I once broke into a hotel room using a butter knife. <laughs> Truth or lie number two. I once cut my own hair and made my mum cry. <laughs> Truth or lie number three. I am a Guinness World Record holder. Right, okay. So, do you know what I'm going to say? Go on. And I will admit to everyone listening now that I don't know any of these stories. So you've done really Thank well you. to come up with those. Well done, you. The butter knife thing 100% sounds like something that you would do. <laughs> like I just can totally see that happening. And I can also see you being the kind of resourceful person that could use a butter knife to break into something. I wouldn't know where to start, but I feel like you would be good. Um, the hair one is interesting again because your mum used to cut hair like she was a beautician when she was young so perhaps that would upset her if you cut but I don't know that story and I feel like I'd heard that story but then the Guinness World Record one you've never brought up and I don't believe that you and I could have been in a relationship for over two years and you not mention that you have a Guinness World Record Unless, of course, it's a really crap one that some other people at school had. So, like, you partook in a Mexican wave throughout East Grinstead where you grew up. <laughs> and that's why it's not come up. So, I am going to go with the Guinness World Record one being a lie. You're wrong. <gasps> no! Which one? I once cut my own hair and made my mum cry. It's a lie. <laughs> What is the Guinness World Record? Pray so, tell. Again, it's quite shit. I knew it. I knew it. But no, I've got a certificate and everything at home. Oh, of course. Basically, so. uh, there was a thing that when I was really small, uh, Purcell did. And it was like this uh, attempt to make the world's largest collage. So I submitted a picture as like a three or four year old. And I have at home a genuine Guinness World Record holder, Tristan Hall certificate. Where is this? Why have I not it's seen it? It's somewhere in like a record of achievement from when I was growing up. Oh, it's adorable. That's true. The butter knife story happened in Egypt when I was younger. Um, wouldn't recommend it as a holiday destination. <laughs> it's not the best place to be right now. Uh, but we were in a hotel room that had like adjoining doors. Yeah. I was with my sisters in one room and the other room was my parents. And bear in mind, I was really small. And my sisters were young as well. We had uh, a door on our side and a door on our parents' side. Then obviously both rooms had a front door. Yeah. We left the key in our room, went down for breakfast. I left uh, through the other room. So I left through my parents' room, right. shutting the door behind me. <gasps> now, if you've ever been to a hotel room with adjoining doors, you will know 
that the rooms can be used for normal people. Yeah. So you need to have security. So you can't open a door from the other room. You have to open it from inside your own room. Mm-hmm. We left our keys in the room. I closed that <gasps> internal door, so there was no way to get in. Oh. And we'd hadn't we hadn't left through the front door in the morning, so we'd put the chain across overnight. No. We managed to get a key from downstairs and get in. And then we had to, using a butter knife, remove the ball, you know, the, the chain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get into the room. And that is what we did in a hotel what? room in Egypt. Guys, no how, how old were you? I was really young. I was, I must have been like six or seven. That is such a fun story. I did it. It was my family who did it. But I was part of the team. Yeah, obviously. And yeah, I'd never cut my own hair for fear of, of death. From, yeah, from, from Carol. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on your Guinness World Record. Thank you. Okay, my turn. Are you ready? I feel like you came up with really good ones and you're going to know mine. Okay. Okay, so two truths and one lie. Is this a truth or a lie? I once accidentally broke my teacher's Mary statue and hid in the cupboard because I was too scared to face the truth. I've driven on the wrong side of the road. I once offered Tom Fletcher from McFly a drink. Which one is the lie? So I know the statue one is true because I remember this story because I remember visualising the sort of kind of cupboards you have in classrooms yes. and you just quivering in the corner because you've broken some Catholic statue. <laughs> the Catholic guilt of you. Um, the other two, I feel like knowing the driving skills that you had before you met me, Mm-mm. that you definitely would drive on the wrong side of the road. Like I, you definitely would. Even when you've been with me, actually, you drive on the wrong side of the road, which probably might, might have been when it was. Was it that one? I don't know. The last one, the Tom Fletcher one. You used to work in quite high-end events in London. The sort of events that I could imagine a young Tom Fletcher would attend. So I will say that the lie is the wrong side of the road. You're right! Well done! I have not ever actually driven on the wrong side of the road. I've gone to. I I have gone to, I've become just for a moment, like momentarily confused and stopped and then reassessed. This was years Thank ago though. Christ. I know, I know. Don't worry guys, I am a safe driver. Um, but Tom Fletcher, bang on the money. I was at Hung- Hunger Games 2 premiere or something in London and I was serving drinks and I walked up to Tom Fletcher and I said, would you like a drink? And he said, no, cheeky sod. And I rejected my drink. And then the Mary statue, you've already explained in perfect detail. I went into a cupboard. I picked something up. I accidentally knocked my teacher's Mary, mother of God, (laughs) statue. It smashed on the floor. And I just was like, I want this cupboard to swallow me up because I was so upset. I was like nine or ten. I was so little. Catholic guilt. Okay, we now have a little uh, slightly more factual interlude. We've just got a couple of questions to chat about. About like, what was our family life like? How many siblings do we have? Did we go to uni, hobbies, etc.? Just to chat. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like we both had really lovely upbringings that we're both very grateful for. Yeah, we did. So I grew up in Sussex in a little town called, I say little town, in a town called East Grinstead. Um, Near Crawley was going to be called Greater Crawley, I think it was at one point. I think that was a plan that I read somewhere, but thank Christ it didn't. Yeah, grew up there and then moved to Leicester when I turned 18 with my parents and then went to university in Birmingham. Birmingham. Uh, Studied media and communication at not Birmingham University, the other one. Not going to mention which one it is, but thank God it wasn't Aston. Um, (laughs) 
And then, yeah, began working in radio. Yeah. And was a, an assistant producer uh, for a similar brand to where Miranda works. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Miranda. Yeah, it is. Left that, went into working in corporate, and now I'm a podcast producer. Yeah. That's my life. And I live in Winchester with my darling fiance and two gorgeous bunnies. Oh, and what a life it is. Um, So I grew up in Sutton Coldfield, which is a town outside of Birmingham. Um, I have a younger sister and a younger brother um, called Imogen and Alexander, and they're absolutely brilliant. And yeah, like Tris, just really, really close to my family and feel very fortunate that I got... You know, I just was lucky with who I was given as my family. You can't choose them. You're just given them. So, yeah, I'm really fortunate. Um, I went to uni in London, East London, QM, Queen Mary, I know. Uh, studied drama, got a first class degree. I say drama. It wasn't really drama. It was more like... I don't know, sociology meets philosophy meets various pretentious but brilliantly intellectually stimulating things. There was not much drama involved. And Tris always likes to tease me that I have an acting degree, but I don't. I'm actually very bad at acting, but I have been in a film. Oh, we'll come back to that. Um, And yeah, then I got into radio and the rest is history. Well, say we'll get back to that. We'll get back to it immediately (laughs) because I wanted to round up this episode with a fun fact each. So coming to the table with a fun fact. And you know what mine was going to be? Go on. I can fit my fist in my mouth. You can. But I've already stumbled accidentally across a far more exciting fact, which is that I was in a film with Simon Pegg. You were? And what was that film called? It's called Man Up. And my role... Not one of the good ones then. Oi. (laughs) Shut up. Hot fuzz. Have you been in a film? Uh... Oh, the zombie one. Shaun of the Dead. I oh, know no, that was Hot Fuzz. Oh, the the, the no, what hot, about hot Fuzz is the one about the police. Oh, Shaun of the, the Dead is the zombie, zombie one. one. Which is the one about the pub? The, oh, the World's End. Yeah, that's not very good either. No, run, fat boy, run. Is Man Up better than World's End? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I didn't like World's but End. Not as good as Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And my character was called Sick Girl, and I was a girl at a party who threw up in a sink, and Simon Pegg came over to console me, and I said that I loved him, and there he go, and I had six lines. And they were all cut bar one. Very sad. Just <laughs> very, very sad. And that's my acting career. <laughs> the beginning and the end of. <laughs> What's your fun fact? I once got, I'm about to say erected. Um, <laughs> that too. No. I once got arrested uh, in Kenya. And there you go, that's the end of the podcast. That's so if it, you like there what you, you heard. <laughs> Do you want some context? Yeah, please go okay. on. I was on World Challenge, uh, finding myself, discovering what I was <laughs> going to be as a person at the age of 17. And Don't we, we went to a school in Africa and we built a school, a school. in Africa. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't there when we first arrived and then we left and it was. So there you go. And whilst we were there, there were some locals who were quite disgruntled at the fact that these people had come over uh, and were building a school taking away work from them. Which I just want to say is a really valid It's point. completely valid, yeah. yeah. Although we were doing it for free. So, True. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they then dobbed us in and said that we were working without a working visa. Oh. And and were you? Essentially, someone from the government rocked up and was like taking pictures of us. Then our leader went over to him and was like, yo, you can't take pictures of these people that are under 18. And he responded to her, you can't tell me what to do. I'm the government. <laughs> um, what a lie. And then, I know, it's amazing. And we ended up going uh, and being taken into this room. and Were your passports taken away? Passports taken away. And then they tried to put a record on them that said we've been arrested which would have kind of stopped us traveling um <gasps> this was this, yeah there was also there we went past like armed guards and stuff basically the long and short of it was that we 
then contacted the British government and the Kenyan High Commission who had it out and yeah. Kenyan High Commission were very apologetic and said nothing would ever happen like that ever again. Uh, we said, you know, World Challenge have been doing this for like 80 years around the world and nothing's ever happened. Yeah. And his take on that was, aha, well, we've caught you. Yes, this has been done all over the world. However, we are the best ones because <laughs> we've actually caught you in the act. This will never happen again. Um, and yeah, there was there was a lot of issues, but it was all sorted out and we returned home safely. A great fun fact. And there you go. Hopefully, you know us a little bit better. I feel like we've exposed ourselves almost more in this episode than we have in any others. And we've literally talked about vaginas and penises in other episodes. I think you made it worse than me. I've done quite all right today, haven't I? Yeah, I've, I've done it much worse. I think the dirty thing. I, there was That was the point of no return, really. That was in the first five minutes. I know. I bet we lost loads of listeners. If you've made it to the end, thank you. Thanks, guys. Congrats. Well, that is it for today. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review, share with your friends, family, parents, guardians, mouldy potatoes. <laughs> and don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Kenyan policeman. Next episode, we will be on the brink of turning 17 weeks. Indeed, we will be 17 weeks by the time that you're listening to it. Uh, so I think we're going to do a little kind of pregnancy update. Uh, if that's not for you, we totally understand. Just please join us at the next one. Um, but hopefully you'll find it interesting. Um, and as always, uh, there will be nothing off limits. I shall tell you everything, including how my uh, excessive saliva progress is coming along. Uh, and don't forget, you can see our faces over on Instagram. Miranda dot burns tristan dot hall and test tube baby pod pod the podcast oh la la love you bye. bye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.